0: Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO, 91.7 FM, The Word. I'm Roberta Foster, and today I welcome Angela Hunt back to Author's Corner. She's written the recent book, The Woman from Lydia, which is published by Bethany House, a division of Baker Publishing Group, and she'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. A little bit about Angela. She is a New York Times bestselling author of more than 150 published books and with nearly 6 million copies of her books sold worldwide. Four of her novels have received Forward Magazine's Book of the Year Award and Angela is the recipient of a Lifetime Achievement Award from both the Romantic Times Book Club and ACFW. And Angela holds a doctorate in Biblical Studies and another in Theology. Angela, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, Roberta. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, as I was thinking about our interview, a thought came across my mind. I wonder if she really loves history, because you have (laughs) so much history in your books. And, um, you know, I find that a lot of pastors really love history as well. As so, all then I started reading um, information about you, and as I just mentioned, you hold two uh, doctorates, in one in biblical studies and another in theology. Why was it important for you to go to that extent in your education?
1: Well, as I was writing novels, you know, as the years went by, I started approaching deeper and deeper theological topics and i thought oh my goodness i have to get this right
0: yeah
1: because um, you know i don't want to stand before the lord one day and say well i'm sorry i let all those people astray <laughs> but you know i was doing the best i could but no i so i thought you know i'm going to go back to school and really make sure i'm getting these theological points correct mm. and uh and I discovered a lot of things that I had always been told um, that aren't exactly what the Bible says. Uh. And so it really did. It opened my eyes a whole lot and changed my perspective on a lot of things. Didn't change my salvation in any way, but changed, um, well, it made God a whole lot bigger and me a whole lot smaller. I can tell you that much. <laughs>
0: Well, and as it should be, that's very biblical, isn't it? Um, yes, it is. <laughs> well, and then how about the whole history part? I mean, you must study um, history a lot to be able to include so much of the early writings of the church and the the time of the early church in your books. Well, I never really would have said that I loved history
1: in school because, you know, you study a bunch of dates and, mm-hmm. and things that happens, and... It's all kind of impersonal, but once I started learning about the people, Mm. it changed everything because I've discovered, you know, technology changes and the way people get around, that changes, but human nature does not change. Mm. I mean, the people of yesteryear still fell in love, they still got angry, they still cared for their children, they still got jealous. Um, There were still power-hungry people, Mm -hmm. and all of that continues unabated. Human nature and all of its ugly forms, it's always been with us, and it will be, until the Lord sets up his kingdom. And um, so once I started thinking about the people, it was like sports. You know, I'm not really a sports kind of person, Uh but I remember when I was a kid, they would show the Olympics, and I never would have watched them except they had those up-close-and-personal profiles, remember? Mm. And um, when I would watch those, then suddenly I knew those athletes, and I was rooting for them. Okay. And it's the exact same way with history. Once you know the people and you can root for them or hiss at them, you know, the bad people, you um, then suddenly it becomes a whole lot more interesting, and it becomes personal to us. Mm -hmm. So when you add in the human equation, then I think history becomes just fascinating.
0: Well, and I was not one who enjoyed history classes in school either, but as I read your novels, and they include so much of the early church history, at least the ones that I've read so far, um, it's It really has opened my eyes to uh, some of the things as I read the actual scripture. So I find that very wonderful. Thank you so much for all that you do to help me enjoy history. (laughs) Oh, well, my pleasure, and thanks for reading it. So let's get to your new book. It's called The Woman from Lydia. So this is a new series, so why don't you tell us what it's about?
1: Well, I've kind of been writing chronologically for the last few years. I wrote a series of four books that were set in the intertestamental period, that 400 years between the Old and the New Testament. And so when I finished that up, which ended with King Herod, which was, you know, right at the dawn of the New Testament, Mm -hmm. um, then I wrote four books set around the time when Jesus was alive and walking the earth about people who knew him and his siblings and Mm -hmm. relatives. and, And so then... I wrote those four, which ended with Paul's sister. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, let's take the focus from the Jews to the Gentiles who were coming to faith through Paul's ministry. So this new series called The Emissaries, which is just another word for missionary, um, is about the the young believers who Paul left Mm. behind in these cities where he started churches. And how they had to grapple with this new faith and against the prevailing culture, which was very pagan, Mm -hmm. and um, what they had to face. And actually, their culture um, was pre Christian, our culture is post Christian, Mm -hmm. and we actually have a whole lot in common. (laughs) Um, They tried to, I remember reading how the Roman Senate was debating my goodness, we've never arrested anyone before based on what they think. Mm. And they came to the point where they started doing that. And are we not far from that today in mm-hmm. our culture as well? Um, how people can get into trouble and get arrested for holding unpopular opinions?
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, um, an awful lot uh, of similarities yeah. between the ancient Romans and our culture today.
0: Mm. Well, I'm talking today with Angela Hunt regarding her book, The Woman from Lydia. It's published by Bethany House, a division of Baker Publishing Group, and you're listening to Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. You've kind of alluded to it already, but what would you say is one of the biggest differences uh, between this series and the other biblically-based novels that you've written?
1: I've taken real people that existed and then spun the story around them so for instance this first book is about the woman from lydia the bible tells us the the seller of purple we meet her in Acts 16 and luke calls her lydia but i actually don't think that was her name i think she was from lydia Ah. which was a roman province and the bible says she was from the town of thyratia which was in the province of Lydia. So I think Paul knew her as Lydia or that Lydian woman, which was kind of a shorthand. Um, so in my book, I call her Euodia. U- That's a mouthful. <laughs> and, um, and she was the first Christian in Asia. She's the woman who Paul met at the Riverside and, he um, mm-hmm. The Lord had been preparing her heart, so she accepted Christ. And the first church, but it wasn't called a church then, it was the Ecclesia, met in her home, and uh, she supported their ministry. And so I started thinking, you know, Acts 16 also gives us the story of that young slave who was possessed of a demon mm-hmm. and who used to harass Paul when he would preach in the city square of Philippi. And so I start thinking, okay, what happened to that young girl mm-hmm. after Paul cast the demon out of her? And so this is kind of the, the germ of that story, how uh, Lydia slash Yodia um, decides she's going to help this girl who's kind of bereft now that she doesn't have a way to earn her master's money. So Yodia tries to buy her and set her free, mm. um, spiritually and physically so that's kind of the story
0: i guess one of the questions that comes to me as i read your books and it's like how do you come up with these storylines that are beyond what scripture says because we know that your novels are novels and so therefore you have literary license and you add things to the times of uh the biblical stories Is there a process, or can you just call it divine inspiration, that helps you to fill in these storylines? Well, I would say mostly it's um,
1: common sense. Because I think, okay, what would life have been like for this young girl if she can no longer foretell the future? Mm -hmm. Um, What would her masters have used her for? And the answers are not pretty. Right. So I just delving into what I know about the culture and okay. how people lived at the time, I just try to spin a story for, okay, so this would have likely been her situation, and so if Yodia wants to help her, what would she have likely done? Yeah. And just kind of, it's just ca- kind of a matter of, well, then this might have happened, or this probably happened. And um, so I just kind of mainly try to rely on, plausible, credible things that could have happened. I try to never have anything just completely out of the blue, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, And I know there are times, well, for instance, spiritual warfare and demons are very present in this story. They're a Mm -hmm. part of the story. And I've had some people say, oh, I think she went off the deep end there at the end. But I don't think so because Mm -hmm. there were spiritual forces at work in those days, if they're still at work in our time as well, but right. they're a little more hidden. And um, so I just kind of think, okay, what would likely have happened? And just kind of take it from there.
0: Mm. And, you know, spiritual warfare, that is probably uh, what some people might say, that's kind of an odd topic going into a, a novel. But um, the thing I love about reading novels that have this spiritual content in them is that it allows us to be touched by, um, by, by something that we might be going through anyway, but through a, an easy-to-read style <laughs> of conviction, maybe. Yes, and, and it's always
1: safer to read about such things at a, at a distance, you know, so we don't have to actually go through the trauma that the characters go Mm -hmm. through, but then hopefully we'll learn the lessons that they learned, and we can apply those to our lives as Mm -hmm. contemporary readers.
0: Amen. Well, today I've been talking with Angela Hunt about her book, The Woman from Lydia. So, Angela, tell our readers or listeners how they can find out more about this book and others that you have written. Sure. My website
1: is uh, AngelaHunt.com books.com and i am also really active on facebook it's angela hunt comma novelist and um love interacting with readers there and talking to them and anything you want to know about my books you can generally find in either one of
0: those places okay now as was mentioned this is the first of a series what are we expecting to come next ah well
1: the first book was set in Philippi. The second book, which is handed in, is set in Corinth. And I'm working on the third book right now, which is set in Rome. All roads lead to Rome. Uh, so all of the characters, well, a lot of the characters from the first two books are going to converge in Rome oh. along with a new story. So lots of plates up in the air in this one, but I think it'll be fun to write.
0: All righty. Well, one more time. The book today is The Woman from Lydia, and we have been talking with Angela Hunt. We certainly thank Bethany House, a division of Baker Publishing Group, for giving us a copy of the book to talk about. And as always, Angela, such a pleasure talking with you. Thank you for your time today. Oh, thank you, Roberta. Much appreciated. And to our listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on The Author's Corner. And something relatively new to KNEO. If you miss any part of today's interview or just would like to hear it again, it's now available on your favorite podcast platform. So thank you for joining us today. Do so again next time on Author's Corner. The world is in chaos. You're here for a purpose. What does the Bible have to say about it all? I'm Mark Taylor, host of Crosspoint, podcast and radio show, and I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I navigate the complexities of faith, culture, and personal growth. Each week, I interview a different guest who is making an impact on the culture for God's kingdom. Whether you're seeking spiritual guidance, true information, or a fresh perspective, this podcast equips you to discern truth in today's chaotic world. When Christianity intersects with everyday life, that's where you'll find Crosspoint, sometimes discussing the issues that some churches don't want to talk about. Look up Crosspoint with Mark Taylor wherever you get your podcasts produced by KNEO Radio and the Sky High Podcast Network.